Hey y'all, we are back with season three of Why Wait Till Monday podcast. This is so exciting. So I decided to take the summer off to focus on me getting my son off to college. But as you know, taking time off doesn't quite mean taking time off. I had the opportunity to sit with eight beautiful women and we talked about women reproductive health concerns, specifically fibroids, menopause, and hysterectomy. It was interesting to hear the commonalities in these women's experiences. So season three of Why Wait to Monday is focused on discussing fibroids, menopause, and hysterectomy. Throughout the episodes that we recorded, you will hear about my personal experiences in these areas too. I believe this is an important discussion that needs to be had because many women, especially black women, suffer in silence due to guilt, shame, and stigmas associated with women's gynecological health. Despite the amount of women with fibroids, there aren't enough conversations on this topic on a national or global level. More research is needed on how fibroids are developed and ways to detect fibroids before symptoms appear and to prevent the need for a hysterectomy. This episode is an introduction to future episodes in season three. So let's start the conversation on women's health, specifically fibroids. Let's talk about what fibroids are. So fibroids are non-cancerous tumors that grow in or on the uterus. The medical term is leomyoma. Women can have one or more fibroids that can vary in size from small to large. So they could be as small as an apple seed to as large as a grapefruit. Fibroids are the leading cause for hysterectomy. Hysterectomies is the removal of the uterus. Fibroids are often misdiagnosed or not diagnosed at all. 80% of women will develop fibroids by the age of 50, with 90% of African American women likely to experience larger fibroids along with heavy bleeding. In addition to having an annual physical exam with the medical provider, women also need to schedule an annual checkup with the gynecologist. A gynecologist is a medical doctor who specializes and manages women's reproductive health. The women's reproductive system is the vagina, cervix, uterus, fallopian tubes, ovaries, and breasts. During the gynecological appointment, the provider will perform an exam by checking the vagina and breasts. The gynecologist will perform a pap smear by removing cells from the cervix and sending the cells to the lab to check for cancer. Pap smears do not detect fibroids. Fibroids are detected by an ultrasound. So having an ultrasound isn't a standard part of the annual examination. Your doctor will order an ultrasound if you share any symptoms such as pain during sexual intercourse, painful or heavy bleeding during your menstrual cycles. If you are experiencing these symptoms prior to your annual, you don't have to wait until your annual appointment to address these concerns. There are several factors that may contribute to the growth of fibroids. Our age is more common in women um, aged 30s and 40s through menopause. Um, They start to shrink after menopause. Uh, Family history, so we are three times more likely to experience fibroids if your mom had fibroids. 
um, ethnicity, African-American women are more likely than, than white women to have fibroids. Um, if you're overweight, you're at risk two to three times more likely. Um, our eating habits, if you, vitamin D deficiency, vitamin D is a powerful inhibitor of fibroids growth. And um, a lot of African-American women have a vitamin D deficiency. So it's important to have your blood levels checked as well to see um, what are your vitamin D levels. Fibroids are named according to their location in or on the uterus. Without getting too technical, I am going to share the medical terms for the location so you are aware and can be familiar with the medical term if you hear these words from your gynecologist or see these words written on your medical record. So the first one is intramural. Intra means within, mural means wall. So intramural means the fibroid is located within the muscle walls of the uterus. These fibroids may cause heavy bleeding, pressure, and trouble conceiving. Submucosal is the second location. Sub meaning under, mucosal is the thin skin that covers the inside layer of the uh, uterus. So the fibroid is located under the inner lining of the uterus and can cause heavy bleeding. The third one is subserosal. Sub meaning under, serosal meaning outer membrane. So a subserosal fibroid is located under the outer wall of the uterus and cause heavy pressure. And pendulated is the last one. And this is when the fibroid attached to the inside or the outside of the uterus uh, by a stalk-like growth called a pendicle. Fibroids when left untreated can continue to grow even if a woman doesn't experience symptoms. They can cause damage to surrounding organs or distort the uterus, making it hard for women to conceive or carry a baby full term. Some of the common symptoms with fibroids are heavy bleeding, pelvic pain, bloating, infertility, frequent urination, constipation, pain in the legs, back, pelvic pressure, and pain during intercourse. Less common symptoms are obstructions of ureters. Uh, those are the tubes that, um, that we use to urinate. Damage to kidneys, vein blockage, um, clots in the legs and pelvis, which can be life-threatening. There are various ways to treat fibroids, ranging from treating the symptoms associated with the fibroids to removing the fibroids to removing the uterus. The decision on treatment is between you. If you and your gynecologist were to decide to begin by treating the symptoms, he or she may recommend birth control pills and a low dose to control heavy bleeding, a pain medication such as a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug such as Motrin or Aleve to relieve the pain and reduce heavy bleeding, a procedure called endometrial ablation where the lining of the uterus is removed to control heavy bleeding. If you decide to treat the size, uh, there's a medication that's called gonadotropin releasing hormone agonist, which is an injection or a nasal spray or an implant to shrink the fibroids. 
sometimes given before surgery to make the fibroids easier to remove. A fibroids embolization or uterine artery embolization is when uh, a thin tube is thread into the blood vessels that supply blood to the fibroids. Um, the provider will inject a tiny plastic or gel particle into the blood vessel to block the blood supply to the fibroids, causing them to shrink. Um, you can decide to remove or destroy the fibroids um, through a non-invasive, simple procedure to something more invasive that would uh, permanently remove the fibroids. The most invasive and permanent way is a hysterectomy. Uh, this is a major surgical procedure in which the uterus is removed, symptoms go away, menstrual bleeding stops, pelvic pressure is relieved, frequent urination improves, and new fibroids will not grow. Um, with the hysterectomy, you can no longer become pregnant. A myomectomy is the removal of the fibroids without taking out the uterus. Myolysis is when a needle is inserted into the fibroid guided by laparoscopy and eclectic current or freezing to destroy the fibroid. Sonato is when an incision-free treatment that uses the intrauterine ultrasound to locate and target each individual fibroid using radiofrequency energy to shrink the fibroids and reduce symptoms. Assessa is designed to maintain the integrity of the uterus by focusing treatment solely on the fibroid. This is done by applying controlled heat directly to the fibroid, destroying the fibroid tissue, causing it to shrink over time. Symptoms are relieved without having to cut open the uterus. So these less invasive procedures are procedures a, a younger woman would um, may consider if you are still in childbearing years and you want to uh, continue to grow a family or you want to start a family, you would lean more towards um, a non-invasive procedure that will preserve your uterus and give you the potential to be able to carry a child. Um, so let's talk about some myths associated with uh, fibroids. Um, here is just a few, but there are many. <laughs> so um, you may be told that uh, if they don't bother you, they won't need to be treated. Black women are two to three times more likely to hear this. Uh, you may hear, wait and watch them before seeking removal. Um, fibroids are cancerous growth in the uterus. They are not cancerous. They are non-cancerous growths. Um, hysterectomy is the only treatment option for fibroids. We know that isn't true. I just gave you a list of ways to treat and remove the fibroids. If you have fibroids, you cannot get pregnant and stay pregnant. That's not true. Um, people have um, fibroids and carry babies to full term and sometimes they may have the baby um, prematurely. However, they are able to conceive and they are able to um, deliver a baby whether it's um, through a vaginal delivery or through a C-section. Um, in one of the upcoming episodes, I am speaking with a young lady who um, learned that she had fibroids after learning at the same time as learning that she was pregnant with her son, that she, and that she did carry to full term. 
but you'll hear that in uh, one of the upcoming episodes. Um, another myth is once fibroids are removed, they can't come back. In one of the upcoming episodes, you'll hear from a young lady who had um, fibroids removed several times and the fibroids returned with a vengeance and she ended up having um, a hysterectomy as the end result after um, various failed um, treatment. Another myth is if you have fibroids, you will have heavy menstrual bleeding and pain. Um, this is a myth because sometimes some women don't experience any symptoms with the fibroids and then um, they, at one point they may have experienced something that caused them to have an ultrasound and once they have the ultrasound they learn that um, they have fibroids um, and they're like a large size which means they have been growing all along but they didn't experience any symptoms. Or they may have uh, discounted the symptoms to a natural process in having monthly menstrual cycles. Uh, like we think, um, you know, the pain is normal, I have these every month. And, or the bleeding is normal, I have these heavy bleedings every month. So it's sort of, kind of, um, so it leaves you to wonder, uh, what's, your num- what's your normal? So it causes you to be mindful of what is your normal and to be able to identify when that normal is no longer normal but it starts to um, get more aggressive like a more heavier bleeding or pain that is unbearable or if you once were getting your cycle um, for three days every month but now you're getting it for five days that's a change in your cycle and something that you should have a conversation with your provider about it may not be anything but at least have that conversation and allow your provider or ask them to look into it further to make sure that you can catch them now this was a lot of information if you weren't writing this down you could always go back and listen to the episode i am in search of a healthcare professional who work with women and treat fibroids naturally by changing diet and by use of herbs. So if you or someone you know have worked with women to cure and or improve fibroids using natural, holistic, non-traditional healthcare methods, please contact me by emailing info at rnwellnessgroup.com. Before I end the episode, here are some questions you can ask your doctor if you were told you have fibroids. Okay, so here's the list. How many do I have? What size is the fibroid or fibroids? Where is the fibroids located? Can I expect the fibroid to grow larger? How rapidly have they grown? This is a follow-up question if you were already told you have fibroids. The doctor should be able to tell you if more fibroids appeared and or if the fibroids that were already previously identified changed in size. How will I know if the fibroids is growing larger? What problems can the fibroids cause? What tests or imaging studies are best for keeping track of the growth of my fibroids? What are my treatment options if my fibroids becomes a problem? What are your views on treating fibroids with a hysterectomy versus other types of treatments?
A second opinion is always a good idea. If your doctor has not answered your questions completely or does not seem to be meeting your needs, um, feel free, be open, be okay with going for a second opinion, a third opinion, a fourth opinion, <laughs> however amount of opinion you would need to allow you to comfortably make a decision on how you want to proceed. Some helpful tips to help get you through this experience is, like I said before, I can't harp enough on getting a second opinion. Um, listen to your body. Um, you know your body best. So if there's any changes in your cycle, um, be sure to jot it down, write it down, and speak to your healthcare provider at your next appointment. If the change is, um, is excruciating or unbearable, uh, don't be afraid to call the doctor, schedule an appointment prior to your annual appointment so that you can get those symptoms checked out. Um, you know, the why wait to Monday, right? Why wait to address um, your concerns that you have in your body? You want to get it, you want to get a handle of it sooner than later. Um, consider changing your diet, eliminate red meat. Um, add more fruits and vegetables, grains, seeds, and healthy fats to your diet. Increase your vitamin D levels. Um, go out, enjoy the sunlight. We could get our vitamin D through the sunlight, through supplements, through food sources like salmon. Um, if you're a vegan or a vegetarian, uh, you can get it through kale, green leafy vegetables. Um, consider lowering your weight. Stay active. Uh, speak to someone about what you are experiencing in addition to your healthcare provider. You know, speak to other women. Speak to if you have a close friend or someone um, that you feel comfortable talking to about what you're going through. Um, you'll be surprised about how many women have gone through this or is going through this, but we are um, suffering in silence. Um, so. Uh, talk with someone about it and get educated on it get educated on the topic and become your own best advocate thank you for listening um, if you have any questions or you want to talk with me further about um, fibroids hysterectomy um, send me an email at info at rnwellnessgroup.com and um, I'll be open to having a discussion with you um, but stay tuned for the future episodes with uh, these lovely women who were brave and courageous enough to share their experience um, with us about uh, fibroid this is a great conversation to you know get our younger ladies um, prepared or um, giving them insight on what to look out for in preparation for what they may potentially experience. So thank you for your time and thank you for listening to the episode. I would love to hear from you. So feel free to send me an email so we can continue with this discussion. Thank you for listening to this episode of Why Wait Till Monday. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and share with a friend. If you would like to send me a message, you can email whywaittillmonday at gmail.com. That's whywaittillmonday at gmail.com. The content you hear on Why Wait Till Monday is for informational purposes only and does not intend or imply to be a substitute for professional advice or consultation with the healthcare professional. Always seeks guidance from your healthcare provider. I'll talk to you soon on the next episode. And in the meantime, start now 
Don't wait until Monday. Bye now.